0: Apologies for the lateness of this episode, real life got in the way. Remember, you can get to us at the email posted below, or contact us on social media. Thank you very much, enjoy the episode. So this is going to be our review of Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode 1. Before we get started, I think we need to talk about what we like in the MCU I pretty much like everything in it. I do have things that I prefer and I do have things that I think are better than others. But I think overall, even their worst films are probably better than most other comic book films you'll find. So what is it you like or don't like in the MCU, Sasquatch?
1: Well, like you, I like most things, but I'm not the biggest fan of the early Thor films. And also the um, Captain America films. Not, Not a big fan of him. I think the Avengers do him more justice in the, the other films.
0: So you would say that Captain America and the Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War are not good films?
1: Well, I can't actually remember them. They all blur into one, but I'm not Captain America, not a big fan. Just like in DC, not a big Superman fan.
0: So would it be fair to say going into that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was probably your least anticipated title?
1: Yeah, it's more of a filler until Loki comes out, because I'm really excited about that one.
0: Okay. So, as a brief summary, then, what did you think of the first episode?
1: It has potential. <laughs> as, as brief as we can go, that's one. I liked it, but it was nothing compared to One Division.
0: So, One Division was definitely a full on TV show, whereas this, I believe the way they created it was they actually made a film and then just cut it into six pieces. It was a proof of concept to decide whether or not you could make a film, essentially, and then cut it up. So it would obviously have been written some way so it could be split about, but I think, essentially, once you get this, this will be much better than WandaVision to watch back in full and be like, this is a full film.
1: And without giving spoilers here, I think you can kind of tell that it's more filmy from the beginning, the opening sort of scene.
0: It was very action-heavy at first.
1: Yes, and it did make it seem like it's a sort of, I don't know how to describe it, the sort of impact film opening that you want to kind of catch people's attention, and then it goes on to the sort of in-depth after that.
0: I quite like the Winter Soldier character, and before coming into it, I didn't really like Sam too much. I kind of felt like he was always a bit too either a bit too in the background. I don't think he got enough like screen time to really cement his character, but he certainly never had too many serious moments. I mean, he does have some great lines and great scenes in the MCU. It's just I don't know, he was always in the shadow of the rest of the cast, usually in the films he was in. But I've got to be honest, I really liked him here. I felt it really fleshed him out a bit more. And the scenes where he was having to be a bit more serious, you know, act a bit more seriously, I felt like he really did carry it quite well.
1: Well, the point with that is, in the films, I always thought, I don't don't know, he comes across quite sort of an arrogant sort of cocky guy. Because of his screen time, he doesn't get enough time to kind of show his, his nicer side. So I never really took to him in the films. I I like the Winter Soldier. I think he's quite good because you feel a bit more... The way they played that out in the films, he feels a bit more human and you're on his side, to kind of his redemption. But with um, Falcon, I don't know, I just never took to him. He just annoyed me. So I'm hoping with the TV series that he'll grow on me a bit more because I see his more sort of personal side.
0: So we're going to go into mild spoilers now, I think. And I think the brief summary in mild spoilers is you're essentially seeing both of their points of view of how they are now dealing with coming back from the snap and their lives post-snap. So Anthony Mackie's character, Sam, you are seeing him give up the shield that was given to him at the end of Endgame, basically saying it always felt like it was someone else's, which he states again in the film.
1: He does clarify, though, with that one, that he states that it feels like someone else's, but it feels like Captain America's.
0: So Steve Rogers.
1: Yeah, and nobody else's.
0: Yes, because it feels like you do need to quite clarify that Steve Rogers as Captain America
1: not just captain america
0: yes the 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 hero, the persona,
1: yes, so that's your man,
0: um, and you see uh Bucky, he is now uh, seeing a therapist and trying to work for his life, and you start seeing him like trying to piece a social life back together. um, I quite like both of those. I kind of thought I preferred Anthony Mackey's, I think I f- for Sam's point of view for like his stuff, but I guess it. Bucky will have more, but I mean, you do see the sort of darker side of Bucky because he's still got the nightmares from being a winter soldier.
1: It depends how they play it out because both kind of show that they'll have potential, but depending on which way they go with it, I think I'll probably still end up liking Bucky's better. But I'm looking forward to when they, they meet up together because I always like it when two sides of the story come together and then you see where it goes from there.
0: So I've only seen one trailer and I think certainly from that it looks like it's going to become a bromance.
1: Which I am looking forward to because I'll definitely like them a lot more when there's the sort of like the serious but the jokey side to them and that whole relationship.
0: So the show opens up with an action scene where you're seeing Falcon drop out of a plane and then essentially he is going to try and get back a VIP who's been kidnapped from some terrorists, essentially. Some French-speaking terrorists. And they're in Tunisia?
1: I believe so. But I was more impressed with their suits. Than where they
0: were. You mean the suits of the bad guys?
1: Yeah, the... The like squirrel suits. The, yeah, flying fox suits for jumping out the planes. Like yeah. we ninjas yeah. in the sky.
0: It was it was, a, it was a very cool scene. I do have one problem with it. At all times, he's radioing into somebody on the ground who's his friend, Taurus. Now, see when you see it from Taurus's point of view, they're in a Humvee chasing the plane and they're looking up and they're constantly saying, like, oh yeah, we, we got you, we understand what's happening. However... When you look at the two scenes side by side, the fight for most of it is happening in a canyon.
1: Well, there's another point of that is that if they are looking up at what was actually happening, there's no way they understand what's happening because that wee guy that they're trying to rescue is getting passed around like a sack of potatoes.
0: But they're looking up at it and they're fighting in a in a canyon, which at every point, if you look at it, like they're usually below the eye the eye line of the canyons, both sides for a start, and also. There's no way a Humvee can keep up with a plane. If the plane goes as slow as possible and the Humvee goes as fast as possible, there's a chance. But the whole time I was like, hang on, this wouldn't work. The only way this would work is if they were looking at the Humvee backwards at first. And then as the plane went over, they were like, oh yeah, you're now over. Oh, so no, you're, you're gone.
1: Well, I like the bit when they said there's about 90 seconds till he reaches the border. And then we saw about five minutes of him flying around, and he still hadn't passed the 90 seconds.
0: I didn't even spot that. What did you think of his new suit, though? Because I thought the new, the new abilities, like having the bulletproof wings as a shield, was quite cool. They, they, they admitted it's new Stark tech.
1: I can't actually remember his old suit, but I like the wee, wee robot thing that popped off.
0: Oh, the wee... Oh, I can't even remember its name now, but the little, the little jetpack that flies uh, like as an AI drone.
1: Yeah, I kept calling it Weeble from yeah. Flubber, but that—that's where I was. Is the wee <laughs> the wee Stark Weeble? Uh,
0: he that's in that's in Civil War for sure because he uses it to go under a truck.
1: I don't truck. remember, but I liked it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a cool little upgrade. It doesn't look like he's overpowered. It still looks like he's a little bit bumbly. But I'm assuming by the end of the show, he's going to be like super fantastic.
1: Well, he's got a lot of faith in his wings because remember we saw they got damaged at one point and we thought that was some amount of action. But he didn't even blink. He just straight out of the plane. Depended on them to come out.
0: So he saves the day, but ultimately I think that's just a good action scene to get into the new, uh, into the new show. Um, his story is much more focused around him, uh, first of all, giving the shield back to the museum and then seeing his sister and her family and trying to get their boat back together because they've. My mum and dad left him a boat. So with the shield, he's giving it to the museum, the Captain America Museum. He gives it away, essentially saying that it never felt like his, and the museum director even says, you've made the right decision here. And Don Cheadle's character's in it, War Machine. He's in it and he's talking to him. And he, that's where he admits that he gave the shield away, because it never felt like his. It always felt like someone else's, and he always felt felt like Steve Rogers, who... I thought, based on the trailers and kind of where the show was going to go, that Steve Rogers was going to be dead, so old man Steve Rogers would have died. However, that's not the case so far, at least from what we can see. The public don't know where he is.
1: Oh, yeah, because it was his little friend that said, had you flown him to the moon?
0: Yeah, that that was a conspiracy theory, which obviously is ridiculous.
1: So at this point, he could have died or he could have just gone into a very private
0: retirement. I always got it from this point of view that Peggy was dead at this point. So in the, in the canon where he's went back in time, spent his life there with Peggy, enjoying himself, that when he gives a shield back, well, not a shield back, but when he gives a shield to Falcon in the endgame, I got the feeling that Peggy was dead and that Steve Rogers was not long for the world, which is why I assumed he might have died at the beginning of this.
1: I never even pegged all that. I just thought, you know, like, he'd got through in time and knew he had to go at that point, so he might have just left her to go give this up and then go back to her.
0: Maybe, maybe, but I suppose in seeing the timeline the film's already based in, Peggy had died. Old woman Peggy had died, and Steve was at her bedside watching her die in Captain America 2. So I'm assuming that, although things might play out differently if he went back in time to meet her and stay with her, I'm assuming that she died like six years ago.
1: That makes it so much sadder, though.
0: Well, his story is quite... Tragic. Yeah. Anyway, so the shield's no longer in his possession, and he goes to meet his sister. And they're essentially not got a lot of money. Really struggling. He essentially says he's going to try and get them a loan for the boat to keep the business going. So when they go to the bank to get the loan, the colleague there basically says he can't give them a the loan because they've got no finances. Oh, how did you finance yourself? They're like, well, we've been gone five years because of the snap. And, but then he questions like, well, did you get paid by Stark or was there any other income from this? And he was like, no, being an adventurer is just like, it's a lot of goodwill. But like, you know, people like essentially it's like, come on, can you do me a favor? Because I helped save the world. And the guy basically goes around,
1: no. Yeah, but making sure he gets enough selfies and everything, but not actually helping him.
0: Yeah, he seemed like a dick.
1: Yes and no. Mainly yes. (laughs) Well, it wasn't nice and he should have kind of helped him. He wasn't (laughs) professional the way he was going on about getting the selfies and that. But at the same time, it's like if he's bound by certain rules, he can't really do it. But he can't go on about how much he loves them if he's going to go on and say, if you can't have any money, I'm going to shut you down. So, yeah. So mainly, yeah, he was
0: a dick. We'll leave his story just now. Bucky, very quickly, he's seeing a therapist and he's doing okay, it seems, but he had a recent nightmare and he's trying to hide it from her. The nightmare was we saw him in an Asian country, basically attacking what looked like a drug cartel or dro- a drug mob. Um, basically guns every single person down. And there's one guy trying to leave at the end who's a, a younger lad. And you don't see it happen, but he does shoot him. And you know he's a Winter Soldier at this point because he's got the mask on and the longer hair and completely remorseless. But now he's clean-shaven, still got the arm, of course, but uh, everything else about his demeanor and character has changed back to Bucky as he was, well, I guess, during his exile in Wakanda. So Bucky, as part of his therapy, has got a list of people and the list of people seems to be people that he has to like do right by or get uh, revenge or I think he's called a redemption list. So I don't know whether that means like so long as he feels like he's done the correct thing with these people, whether that's good or bad, that's fine. But he's not to hurt any of them.
1: Yeah, to set everything back to where it should be, because if he's put people in power when he's the Winter Soldier, then he wants to bump them back down so they can't abuse the power.
0: Yeah, they show you one of the cases of this. It was like a woman who he got into power, or more power, and now she's abusing it. So he begins by essentially stopping it, uh, but at the end he's always got to say who he is, so he's got to go, I'm Bucky Barnes. Because if he doesn't do that, it might be that he starts falling back down into being the Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, so he's making it a sort of self-discovery step plan to follow. I do like his personal life more for this bit. As he's got his wee old man friend and they seem to be getting on because obviously he's a fairy himself even though he doesn't show it, Which I think is quite cute.
0: Yeah, because he's 106.
1: And he's socialising with like, wee old men but everyone thinks he should be like out with younger people. But anyway, it comes out that for vague suggestions that the wee guy that he killed earlier on when we saw him in his Nightmare of the Winter Soldier is actually this guy's son. We almost think that he's going to reveal that he did it, but he j- I think it's either he feels too bad about it or he likes the guy too much, or a bit of both. So I think this is definitely it's going to build up to him revealing and whether this wee guy can forgive him or not is going to be a big deal at some point in the plot, I think.
0: So the next bit of the plot is where they sort of reveal what appears to be the bad guys going forward, which is the Flag Smashers, who appear to be a poorly named, might I add, a villain... Appearing to be, like, a posse of people who want to go back to the ways before the snap? Before the snap was fixed, It was
1: Falcons' We friends that suggested that it was the...
0: Essentially, they said before the snap, there was less border issues and less violence, I guess. So people were more willing to interact, I guess. But uh, the counter to that is, you know, that's like three and a half billion people are dead. Or not dead, but just vanished. So... This guy Torres, he goes undercover to find them. Uh, their symbol is a handprint, which immediately you said was like the white hand of Saruman.
1: Well, not immediately, because before he was, he sees it on his phone—the red handprint with like a map or something.
0: Well, when he he was he saw it on Google Maps or something, or some other app. He saw yeah, it on that, but it was it was just a handprint as a symbol.
1: Yeah, but when he goes to the sort of, it's almost like a flash mob when it's all organized online. And then all these people show up. They're not really sure what's going to happen or they've got a time and a place. And this is when the big bad comes down and everyone's to wear the same mask and they've all got the handprint across their face and it is like the Lord of the Rings with the white handprint.
0: Yeah, and uh, Torres gets beaten up. But it sort of is revealed that whoever it is, it's the big bad guy who drops the money out of the bank. It's sort of revealed that he looks like he has super soldier abilities because he basically kicks him. Like, more than any human can, which would have broken this poor guy.
1: Yeah, he does definitely go flying when he gives him a punch or so, so he's got the super strength, which you thought may- would maybe make Falcon think it is Bucky that's doing it.
0: It's Throughout this entire episode, Bucky and Falcon do not talk. As far as I'm concerned, they, I think he's avoiding messages from Sam, which a therapist gets on at him to say, like, why are you not interacting with your friends? You socialise terrible.
1: Because uh, he only phone's the therapist, so his only wee friend that he talks to is this wee old man. That's his only friend.
0: Well, oh, and his date now.
1: I don't know if that will go anywhere based on where he left it, <laughs> but we will wait and see.
0: Well, them playing battleship, a drunk battleship?
1: No, I was thinking more of him just walking out, not leaving her by herself.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Just because he's got long hair, it's kind of matted and he's super strong. I was suggesting it could be that Sam immediately thinks it's Bucky. Now, that's not where the show's obviously going to go. You know, as far as I'm concerned, that's not Bucky. But it, I'm just saying it's a possibility that he could think it.
1: But it might be now that the responsibility kind of falls on Falcon because Captain America, Steve Guy, he isn't there to kind of keep him in check.
0: No, but Captain America is.
1: Well, <laughs> the big reveal at the end, Captain America's back.
0: Captain America's back, but his jawline is slightly different.
1: I, I don't even know who, who's the actor for it, but... Because we're so used to the other guy.
0: It looks really weird, doesn't it? It He's... looks like really bad cosplay.
1: Well, it's fine, but his face shape is so different. Nothing wrong with his face shape, but just because you're expecting the other guy, the helmet just doesn't look quite right on him.
0: The character, it's not revealed in, the, in episode one what the character is. I think I remember somebody mentioning it in a YouTube video I watched once, that this is what the character's going to be. But I didn't remember at the time. But in the credits... There's a picture of a Captain America-like figure with John Walker written there. So that's who the new Captain America is going to be. But it's a great reveal because uh, Sam Sam's already lost out on the loan, he's down on his luck in every other aspect. But then he looks at the telly and the television is showing the guy who said you did right by giving us the shield, say uh, basically walking out and saying, we now have a Captain America. Even though he'd said that it was going to be in the museum, it's going to be a great centerpiece.
1: Yeah, I can't help but think that's maybe, I'm not sure if that's maybe just like he wants someone under his thumb or maybe it's sort of a sort of race issue.
0: I took it as a race issue. I thought there was a lot of race issues throughout this whole thing. It's like they're a poor family from Louisiana swamps trying to make a living and the banks turn him down. It turns out to be a white guy. The museum director lied to him. He's a white guy. And then the Captain America they suddenly get. It's a white guy. What also brings this into more consideration is at the end of Endgame, where it was revealed that Sam was the one that Steve Rogers said should be the next Captain America, I remember seeing a lot of people online hating it and saying, Bucky should have been it. It was his friend back then, right? And a lot of the reason why they didn't like it was because he was giving it to the black guy.
1: How would I have just taken that? It's because Bucky's the same sort of... I don't know, the same age from the same time with the same sort of values, but you never got the chance to be the good guy. I wouldn't have taken that what? as the race issue.
0: Well, you wouldn't have and I didn't, but, you know, uh, we're not everyone.
1: I never I, even picked up in the race issue. I don't know if this is bad or not, but until, you know, the Captain America came out and obviously it's like the, the white guy.
0: Yeah, another white guy.
1: Yeah, whereas if they would have never done that for him. Or it doesn't the way it was set up? It didn't feel like if he had the shield, they would have been given this big fanfare.
0: Exactly. Uh, plus, also with his like little timid jaw, it just looks so stupid.
1: I feel like they've emphasised that jaw, or they've focused well, the camera the, 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 in a certain it, way to it, make it, him look wrong.
0: It's it's like when they went in. It's like when they were like, right, we're hiring for John Walker. Right, um, we want you to act out of the scene, but can you please put this hat all over your head so we can at least really see your 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 mouth and your jaw below.
1: Well, I think that's the best way. It's like everyone's meant to like the original Captain America. So when you see this guy come out, you're meant to think this is the wrong guy. That is not him.
0: Yeah. I mean, with the, re- with the way fake news sometimes spreads across the world now, people- some people will be like, that's the original Steve Rogers. That's him. Oh, probably <laughs> the, way- the way we go now. But
1: yeah, it's it seemed, I like the way they did that because it just seemed so wrong. Even as kind of little wave- at the end. Oh,
0: everything's wrong about it. It's,
1: it's very fake.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's well done. I didn't expect it to be done like that, if it was going to be done.
1: Oh, it's fake, fake in the programme, not fake as in, like, the actual
0: acting part. So, going forward, we know they must get together. Sam and, Sam and Winter Soldier must meet at some point. If we were going by, like, Sam might get wind from his friend, Torres, that he was beaten up by a guy that appeared to be a super soldier. I was assuming Sam would maybe contact him. But could it be the other way around? Could Bucky maybe see that he has given the shield away and then phone him?
1: I don't know. I still think it's going to be Falcon Guy getting in touch with Bucky.
0: You think it's going to be that way? Okay. That guy that was the bad guy, we don't know if that is going to be the actual big bad guy. The flight smasher?
1: Maybe one of the workers for the biggest, baddest guy.
0: Yeah. As a spoiler for the next episodes, Baron Zemo is definitely back in this. You don't remember who Baron Zemo is, and it's partially because you probably don't remember much of Captain America 2 or Civil War. Baron Zemo was the guy who instigated both sides of the Civil War conflict to fight each other. And basically said the only way to bring the Avengers down was to have them fight each other.
1: Which, to be honest, was a fair tactic.
0: So he's, he's back, but I, I don't remember him being a super soldier or even having long hair. So I'm assuming that he's working for him, at least at this point.
1: Yeah, maybe he's got more winter soldiers up his sleeves.
0: In an old Captain America, they were shown as being dead. But, I mean... They could, they could, Yeah, exactly. They could write more. that There was more super soldiers everywhere.
1: Well, I'm kind of thinking that maybe if you're, what you're saying is right is um, Falcon guy thinks handprint is Bucky, then he'll, instead of just messaging him, he'll actually go to him and check what he's like. And that's when they'll get together to fight against the bad guys.
0: Possibly. Do you think they're going to have a fight? And I don't mean, like, once in the bromance, he says. You think, like, in the next episode, they're going to have a fight?
1: If it is going to be in the next episode, it's not going to be, like, a superhero fight. It's going to be a punch-up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if it was a superhero fight, there's only two ways it could go. Uh, Falcon flies around a bit, and when he goes close to Bucky, Bucky punches him.
1: <laughs> this is why I like Bucky best. He's just straight to the point. <laughs> None of the swooping about. He's just straight on the nose.
0: I like Bucky because there was one point in, like, the Infinity War where it's in the giant fight for Wakanda, everyone is running around using their superpowers and Bucky's there with like an M sixteen going da 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 just gunning things down. Which is more to his style.
1: Yeah, he, he just doesn't faff about it. He just tries to get to the point with what he has. I kinda like that.
0: Yeah, so definitely looking forward to episode two. It's not the same as One Division. That's massively clear.
1: I think this takes a wee bit of warming up to because the episode was good, but you know, it doesn't have the same pool as One Division.
0: WandaVision had two episodes released on the first day. Do you think it could have had the same or the first episode being an hour long?
1: I definitely think more would have done it a bit more justice. But either way, I I like the first episode of WandaVision so much, I don't know if it would have the same effect on me.
0: So we're going to cover the rest because I'm I'm really into this sort of stuff. Even the poorer stuff, I'm still like, I'll still watch it to get an idea of what's happening. And you're going to be forced to watch it with me?
1: I'll definitely watch it, but when Loki comes out, that'll be where I'll be in my element because I love Loki's character. I think he's amazing.
0: You have a wee flutter whenever you see Tom Hiddleston.
1: Tom Hiddleston plays him so well.
0: Oh, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. (laughs) Sasquatch gave me a very cheeky look there.
1: I can't help it. wee Loki. Can't wait for him.
0: Yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, Check out our next episodes to continue this series. Otherwise, I have been Turnip.
1: And I have been Sasquatch.
0: Cheers, guys. Take it easy. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Bye.